Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live presented by Verbo. Championship hardware was handed out at three different tournaments today. We'll show you who held up the trophies. And with only two days remaining from the start of the U.S. Open, we got some big news from the Williams sisters. We'll tell you about it coming up on TC Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome inside our Santa Monica, California studios. Rob Simulcare with CC Bells for the first time. Nice to see you on <laughs> TC Live and watching you all week. Doing a great job. And Nick Monroe. And by the way, some news from Nick Monroe. We're going to tell you about a little bit later on in the show as well. But Nick, you just called that final in Winston-Salem. Adrian Manorino, tricky game and just had too much today. Yeah, you know what? Adrian is so tricky. He got through his first round as a three-hour and 31-minute match against Chris O'Connell. And then after that, it was pretty smooth sailing throughout the rest of the tournament, won every match in straight sets. But again, 34 years old. He's got his second title. He's the oldest winner there in Winston-Salem. And he's now back up to 45 in the world. His career high has been 22. And so he's making moves. So well done, Adrian Manorino. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of U.S. Open talk later in the show, a deep dive on the women's draw. But first, let's check out what the women did today on court. We Start in Cleveland, where Ludmila Samsonova is about as hot as anyone on tour. A nine-match winning streak coming in against Alexandra Sasnovich. Yeah, this was so impressive. We watched Samsonova play all week. Her aggressive tennis just really transferring so well on these quick Cleveland, almost indoor-like hard courts. Of course, Sasnovich coming off a great win against Cornet yesterday, so playing some really good tennis as well. It was funny, I was joking with Leaf when we were calling this, that yesterday against Cornet, we never really saw Sasnovich on the defense at all, yet every point today it seemed like she was on the defense. Of course, Samsonova finishing off the first set with shots like that. And the second set wasn't much different. Didn't give Sasnovich really anywhere to go. Sasnovich had one break point at the end of the set to try and get back into this match. But it was really all Samsonova. Her aggressive tennis was just so impressive. And she's been serving so well this week, too. Top 10 in the WTA with aces this year. 170 on the season so far. So really impressive stuff. One of my dark horses for the U.S. Open title this year. So she rolls from the get-go. Match point here and a 6-1, 6-3 win for Ludmila Samsonova. Third career title, second this summer. She had some kind words for her opponent after the match. First of all, I want to say very big congrats to Sasha and all her team. Uh, you know, we, we were in the same situation today. We made a special final. We were both... Uh, without the flag, so you know it's uh, special, and uh, I think it's important to to spend a minute to say that we are very good people and you're amazing people. So thank you. 
Nice moment there, and there you see the streak of the Cleveland champion. Ten matches in a row now, live ranking up to 35. And Nick, you gotta think she's a little bit of a wild card in the U.S. Open. Yeah, I'd have to agree with CC on that one. I mean, that that's you know pretty amazing stuff. She had Bernarda Pera on the defense as well in the semifinal. Bernarda Pera normally puts everyone else on the defense, but Samsonova and these last two matches has absolutely been torquing the ball, and you gotta like her chances, especially early on in the U.S. Open. And I'm sure that confidence will keep rolling. All right, to Granby, Quebec we go now for this final between Daria's an all-Daria affair, Casatina and Sable. <laughs> That's a good one, an all-Daria affair. And Casatina, she came in as a wild card here in Granby. She wasn't already signed up for the tournament, but because she had had some early exits the last couple weeks, she wanted to get some extra matches, and that paid off. There were a lot of long rallies throughout this match. As you see, Kazakina using her defensive skills to just extend rallies, and that created the error from Saville as she looked over to her husband, Luke Saville, in disgust. But Kazakina was 75% for serve percentage, three of seven break points saved. And you were in this last game, it was so many deuces back and forth, and the rallies were just so extended. And Kazakina just finally was putting one more ball back in the court. And these swinging overheads that we saw from, from Daria Saville, it's one of her best shots, that swinging forehand. And we thought she would make this one, and that's the one that she missed. For Kazakina, another title under her belt. She came in ranked 10 in the world, and now she's back up to 9 in the world. Two very good friends. She's 3-0 and now against Daria Saville. But what a way to get another title against a good friend and take that confidence into the U.S. Open. And CeCe, you called that match. It was tight at the end. Both players were really struggling a little bit with their game, with the emotions. Couldn't quite tell if uh, it was going to get, if, if, if Casacchini would get through it. I know. It was tough. She got a little nervous in the end. It was kind of an interesting matchup. Both players playing pretty similar tennis. But I think after Casacchini's semifinal, it was so hard to bet against her in that match. Sometimes, I know you probably know this, Nick, if you play such a clean semifinal, it's almost so tough to play again that well in the finals. But she did well to get through it. She bookended wins uh, at the U.S. Open Series with, with a title in San Jose and now a title here in Granby. So great effort and, and good form going into next week. All right, we're going to do a much deeper dive into the entire women's field at the U.S. Open a little bit later in the show. But let's take a look at Samsonova, the way she's playing right now. A look at her quarter of the draw. You see where she is. She's in the same quarter as Serena Williams. This is a quarter, Nick, that looks like there's some opportunity because Annette Contivate, the two seed, not coming in on great form. Yeah, she, you know, she gets to play a qualifier there in the first round. And Leila Fernandez lost first round in Cincinnati. She's coming back from injury. And Krejcikova is a player who lost first round in Cincinnati and and Toronto. So again for Samsonova, she's won 18 matches so far this year. And last in last year she had a career high 22. So she is definitely on the winning edge of things. So you gotta like her chances getting through that section of the draw. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Nick here. This is an interesting quarter. Contivate, of course, not playing her best tennis right now, but Samsonova is a good opportunity with that qualifier in the first round. I actually see her getting through Fernandez in the second and pulling through here. I mean, with how she played in Cleveland, I don't see many players beating her. She was barely losing games in her matches there, and the U.S. Open courts play pretty similarly to Cleveland, so it'll be interesting to see if she can continue that form. Yeah, she plays Leila Fernandez, who's similar to Bernarda Pera, and, you know, Samsonova absolutely dismantled Bernarda para so she's able to again just kind of push her opponents around and she's got extreme confidence right now 
All right, well, let's start looking ahead at the U.S. Open. And this is some exciting news that came down today. The doubles wild cards were handed out, and Serena and Venus Williams. Here you see them in 2016, their last Grand Slam championship at Wimbledon. And they have accepted a wild card into the women's doubles tournament at the U.S. Open. Nick, this is fantastic to me. I mean, we know Serena obviously is saying farewell. <laughs> Venus playing singles has not said she's retiring. But to see them on court playing doubles together at this Open, who knows, maybe they go out together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's two sisters together. They're such great ball strikers of the ball. So when they only have to cover, say, half of the court and still be pretty athletic out there, it's going to be so much fun to watch. I'm, hopefully they'll get put on Arthur Ashe Stadium. I mean, because it's going to be epic and New York is going to be on fire for those two. Yeah, I agree. It's so special that we get to watch them play doubles together one more time for Serena, of course, saying farewell after this tournament. But it's just going to be so exciting. I can't wait to see them out there. I think everyone's feeling the same thing. It's interesting what you said, Nick, about them only having to cover, cover half the court because, of course, I think their movement is struggling a little bit at this stage of their career. But, yeah, I mean, with the power they possess and they're serving, they could make a deep run in doubles for sure. And, Nick, you said it. Would love to see them on Ash in a nice session. Put them on doubles Ash. On Put them on Ash. Come yeah. on. Time, time. Let's make that happen. <laughs> Would love to see it. All right, let's move on now to another legend of the game. Rafael Nadal getting ready for the U.S. Open. Seeing some practice from him here. And he is trying to get himself healthy, ready, a four-time champion at this tournament. Last time we saw him on court was a loss to Borna Torich in Cincinnati. But you got to like him right now if you believe in his health. And so I think really we're going to take a look at some predictions that we had earlier in the week. CC, you weren't on the show uh, earlier this week, but uh, my man Nick here and Mark Knowles, they had a pretty strong prediction about Rafa's chances. Your life's on the line. I'm starting with you. I need a winner. Uh, I'm going to go with Rafael Nadal. He, he knows how to win majors. And I think I'm going to have to go with Rafael Nadal as well. I'll go mm. with you, UCLA Bruin. But the only reason I'm going to go with Rafael Nadal is if he can get past my man, Rinky Hijikata, who played at the University of North Carolina, where I played. They play first round. That's going to be fun to watch Tuesday night. But I'm going to go with Rafael Nadal. If he gets past Rinky, Rafa all the way. All right, well, your boy Rinky is a 20-to-1 <laughs> underdog in that first round. So, CeCe, if he's able to get through that match, how do you like Rafael Nadal's chances? I like his chances. I think my pick would be Medvedev here. You know, of course, reigning champion and plays so well on the US Open hardcourts. But I don't know if you can really bet against Rafa if he's playing his best. Of course, if he gets past the first round, I like Nick's pick for sure, too. Yeah, well, Rafa, Rafa's talked about how well he's feeling. And, you know, the guy's a beast. So, if he's talking about that he's feeling well on the hardcourts and healthy – it's hard to go against him, but again, my man Rinky Hijikata, University of North Carolina, it'll be fun to watch on Tuesday night. I'll definitely be in the box for Rinky, and that'll be fun to watch Rafa. Hard to believe we're talking about a potential third Grand Slam of the year for Rafael Nadal if he can come through at the U.S. Open. Meanwhile, on the American side of things, we've got 21 American men who have qualified now into this main draw. Here's a look at some of the matchups. Taylor Fritz will be taking on Brandon Holt, Tracy Austin's son, who qualified yesterday. Marcos Giron and Francis Tiafo. So, CeCe, a lot of interesting first-round matchups here for the men. Oh, my gosh. This is just going to be just some huge uh, popcorn matches here. I think Brandon Holt getting through qualities playing Taylor Fritz is going to be a big one. Of course, Francis and Giron are huge. I'm excited to see Ben Shelton, the wild card, take on another former college player, Nuno Borges, in the first round. And excited to see Jack Sox, Stevie J, and, and J.D. 
JJ back in action. Too. Nick Stevie Johnson taking on Dimitrov. I think there's a chance for an upset either there or for Jack Sock. Uh, it was interesting with Grigor. You know, in Winston-Salem, he had to pull out um, in his match with kind of some heat exhaustion or dizziness. So, But I, but Jack Sock against Schwartzman. Jack is up 1-0 against Diego Schwartzman. Likes playing him. It's going to be a long battle, I can tell you that much. It'll probably be a four or five setter. But I like Jack Sock's chances in that one. That would be up, the upset for me there. Interesting, CC that Taylor Fritz match against Brandon Holt. Two sons of former players, Kathy May, Taylor Fritz's mom, and, of course, Tracy Austin. So some interesting history in that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so great to see Brandon get through qualifying. He struggled with injuries over the last few years, but had a great college and junior career. So good to see him finally making inroads into bigger pro tournaments. Of course, a slam now. Taylor Fritz, of course, the number one American coming off of a great summer. So it'll be a tough one. I think it could go four sets, an easy fourth set maybe for Taylor. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Either of you guys think we're going to see an American man the final weekend in the semis? No, absolutely. I mean, as I said yesterday, I think Taylor Fritz is going to make the semifinal. And, and again, you just go from there. He could play Medvedev or maybe if Kyrgios gets past Medvedev, that would be somewhere in the semi there. But, uh, yeah, the Americans are looking good. I, I'm excited for Francis Tiafo and Marcos Chiron. That's a little east first, west there in, in the United States. So that'll be a good battle. And, and a guy that Mar uh, Francis Tiafo that looks to hit big, Marcos Chiron plays great defense. So it's going to be fun to watch. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go deep on the women's field. We're going to put these two on the spot, get some bold predictions, some picks for upsets, and, of course, a winner on the women's side of the U.S. Open when we come back on TC Live. TC Live is presented by Verbo, a place for together. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Our presence uh, in tennis is going to be missed um, deeply, and I think, uh, again, you know, just just thanking her, her and her sister and the family for everything they did for the sport of tennis opened many doors for, for many players and kids all over the world, and they've inspired many. And that's what's you know greater than the tennis achievements is everything they've did outside of it. Um, and Serena herself is, uh, yeah, she's the best of all time. I think it's very appropriate that you know her last tournament comes at the U.S. Open, and uh, I hope that she really you know gets the, um, the goodbye that she deserves. FAA giving props to Serena Williams as we get set to start the U.S. Open, and there's a look at the favorites. No overwhelming favorite here. Iga Swiatek, the number one seed, at. Plus 390, that's basically 4-1 to one odds. Then you see Hal up the second and all the way down. Emma Raducanu, 24-1. to one, And Serena Williams at 50-1. to one. So no real blowout favorite here in a very balanced women's field. So let's start with some hard-hitting questions for these two. <laughs> They're going to tell us exactly what's going to happen at the U.S. Open. We're going to start with question number one. Intriguing first-round matchup, Danielle Collins and Naomi Osaka. Neither one of them in great form here, CC coming in. Who do you like? 
I think I'm going to choose the lesser of, of two evils with how they're playing. Osaka, I think, is playing a little better than Collins right now. Collins hasn't had a ton of practice in the last few weeks, so that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I think I'm going with Osaka as well on this one. Look, they're both 0-3 in their last three matches, so not a lot of confidence. But Osaka did beat her in Miami this year 2-1, so she's going to come in with a lot of confidence in that. Daniel Collins only played one match since Wimbledon, so a lot of rust on that one. All right, next question. Will a top 10 seed lose in the first round of this tournament? We've seen a lot of upsides. Last year, all the seeds got through the first round, the top 10. What do you think this year? I think uh, Clara Towson over Muguruza is going to be my top 10 seed that goes down. Uh, Muguruza, not in the best of form, lost first round Wimbledon, first round Cincinnati. So, for Towson, she's a big hitter of the ball, and on those fast courts, could be a sneaky one. The 19-year-old Dane is your pick. <laughs> what about you? Exactly the same pick. Uh, Muguruza going down to Towson first round. I called one of Muguruza's matches in Toronto against Benchich and didn't look to be in her best form, so I think that could be the, the top 10 pick. She is actually a slight favorite in Vegas, so I think some other people may share your opinions <laughs> on that potential upset. All right. Question number three, the U.S. women, which one will make the deepest run here at their home slam? Cece. I'm going to call Pagula here with Coco Goff being a close second. Uh, Pagula's playing so well on these hard courts, and you can't really bet against her right now. I mean, Cece, we're pretty much on the same thing. I'm going with Pagula as well. You all knew that already before, but Pagula and Coco Goff, between the two, one of those two is making the deepest run. It's an, it's really a Pagula fan club here. We've had a lot of that the last couple of days. I'll say Anna Samova, by the way. I think in Chiantech's okay. quarter right okay. now. There you go. Chiantek may stumble. Who knows? So I'll, I'll give her a little love as well. Okay, question number four, and we've seen a lot of first-time Grand Slam champs. It's amazing, Cece. Top six seeds on the women's side, only one of them has won won a Grand Slam. Do you think we'll see another first-time winner here? 100%, and it's going to be Samsonova. I watched this girl play all week in Cleveland, and I think she can make a really deep run and possibly win it. I don't see anyone beating her with the form that she had today or in her semifinal yesterday. It was really impressive stuff. That's my pick for a not-seeded slam winner. Uh, for me, it's got to be Pagula. Look, she made quarters of Australia and quarters of the French, and all, she's got a great coach in David Witt, longtime coach of Venus Williams. He knows how to get his charge through and deep of a Grand Slam. Pagula's only made the third round. She, she made the third round of U.S. Open last year, but again, she has the tools to do it. All right. This is going to be a controversial one. Venus Williams, Serena Williams, they're both playing singles. Over, under, the total number of wins they're going to have in the tournament, two. Do you go over or under two total wins for Serena and Venus in this tournament? I got to go over. I mean, these are two legends of the game. They're going to find ways to win matches. They're going to they're gonna dictate play. Got to go over two. Come on. Serena, if she wins her first, will have the number two seed Annette Contivate in her second match. What do you think, Cece? That's an interesting one because Contivate isn't playing her best tennis, so I could see Serena getting through that one. I'm going to go under. I think Serena could get her first round under her belt, but Contivate is really good on the hard court, and uh, it's, it's going to be tough for them, I think, but I hope they, that Serena gets an incredible send-off. It's a tough first-round matchup for Venus, Allison, Van Oitvank, so not an easy draw for her there. Okay, we got to get one bold prediction, something <laughs> that people don't think is going to happen. Nick, the camera's on you, All right. so I'm starting with you. What's All your right. bold prediction? All right, so my bold prediction is <laughs> Katherine Harrison over Sabalenka. Katherine Harrison won three rounds of qualifying. She is only ranked 239 in the world, but she also qualified at Wimbledon this year, so she knows how to qualify into a slam. She did win first round at Wimbledon as well. So, Katherine Harrison for me, she's a fellow Austin Texan. So, I got to go with Katherine Harrison. I actually really like that prediction too. My bold prediction is that Sviantek is not making the quarterfinals. 
I don't think she's looking too confident right now. She's taking a couple losses that I don't think she should have taken. So we'll see if she can uh, better her form and, and prove me wrong. She's also complaining about the tennis ball. So that's not, <laughs> not necessarily going in with a lot of confidence. Okay, last one. Big pick. Cece, I'm starting this with you. Who's winning this thing? If my life was dependent on it, I would choose Halep to win the tournament. Um, might be an unpopular opinion, but she played so well in Toronto. I loved how she was playing there. She's just so rock solid. It feels like anything that gets thrown at her, she has a response to it. She's such a problem solver out there, and she looked really confident in Toronto, so that's my pick. I might have to go with you on that one with Simona Halep. Look, her defense is incredible, and now she's being able to hit the forehand and come in a little bit more. That's something that she's added to her game, a little bit more aggression. And so, again, I just, you know, she has that experience. So, Simona Halep, for me, CC, we're on the same page. Love it. Did you just <laughs> back off your Jess Pagula thing? I did, I did back off. I did back off. Happened? I did back off. It just happened. <laughs> one or the other. We'll give you, we'll give you credit uh, yeah, for either Both are deep runs. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That sounds good to me. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to show you the top five of the week, plus a little news from Serena and Fed off court. More when we come back on TC Live. And welcome back to TC Live presented by Verbo. We've had some trophy lifts today. It started in Cleveland with Mila Samsonova, then Daria Kasatkina with the win in Granby, Quebec, her sixth career title. And then it was Adrian Manorino over Laszlo Gera, his second title. So congrats to all the winners today. Here's our Verbo tournament summary. And Samsonova staying hot, 10 match wins in a row, two straight titles. Casatina now with her sixth title in a row, moves up to number nine in the live rankings, and Adrian Manorino. He saved four match points in the first round before getting himself all the way through to the championship. To the social net we go now, and we start with who else? Serena Williams, and she's ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. Of course, she's the toast of the town right now in New York, CC, as everybody, the hottest ticket in town right now <laughs> is to see her play Monday night at the U.S. Open. Oh, my gosh, what a moment. I mean, she gets to tick off every, you know, box on people's <laughs> bucket list. Not surprised that she gets to see something as cool as this. So, awesome opportunity. I can't imagine all the all the things she's having to do in New York City just be, even before her first round, but that crowd is going to be rocking at the U.S. Open on, on Monday night. And speaking of Wall Street making money, how about Roger Federer? He knows how to make a little bit of money. Check this out. The highest paid tennis player for the 17th consecutive year did not step on court during a competitive match, but he continues to rake it in. He's in shoes. He's in all kinds of stuff. So, Nick, it's not bad to be Roger Federer. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Smooth, let's be honest. I mean, he deserves all the money that he's that he's earned and uh, just would love to see him back on the court. You know, we've seen a little bit on his Instagram story. He's hitting a few balls, and I mean, he'll be coming back for Labor Cup, so just excited to see Roger Federer back on the court. All right, and here's a look at the, the rest of the top ten, by the way, in terms of who's making money in tennis. Osaka, Serena, no surprise there. Some of the greats. Uh, and then the second part's interesting, obviously, Emirata Connor. Nick, you, you were like 12th on this, I think. Where, 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 you just missed the cutoff? Yeah, I, number 11. Come on, there's 10 there. I got to be number 11. I got to be just right off the cutoff there. Yeah, this is pretty amazing stuff. But Kei Shikori, he's like Michael Jordan in Japan, so no surprise there. Absolutely. All right. And speaking of social and speaking of some news, we have some news from our partner here as 
Congratulations, first of all, Nick Monroe, on accepting a wild card in doubles. But with that, you made it official. This will be your last tournament. You're stepping away. Yeah, it's uh, tough. You know, obviously, I've been on the tour 18 years. I've been playing so I was four years old. And no better place than the U.S. Opens in my career. And thanks to the USTA for giving me a wild card and, and getting one last ride there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, the energy of New York is going to be incredible. I'm playing with Keegan Smith, UCLA Bruin. Um, he won NCAA doubles with Maxine Cressy a couple years ago. So we'll have a lot of fun out there in New York. It'll be a good time. CC, you know what it's like to step away from the game. Any advice for Nick? He doesn't need any of my advice. I will be watching every point of his yeah. matches. I'm gonna, I can't wait to see him lift the trophy at the end for a good send-off. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Nick, congratulations. We're all looking forward Thanks, to watching you at the Open and then watching everything you're going to do afterwards. So all the best to you, indeed. We will take a break. When we come back, we are going to have the best shots of a busy week of tennis. Top five, best of the best, when we come back on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TC Live presented by Verbo. It's our best of the best top five shots of a busy week of tennis from Winston-Salem, Granby, Quebec, and Cleveland. We start with number five, Daria Saville, the overhead lob. Yeah, I mean, she always has such great defense around the court. She makes her opponents have to hit one more ball. But how about this overhead lob that just snuck in there with a little extra spin? She looked at her husband, Luke Saville, his top 100 doubles player on, on the sideline, and said, you've seen me do that before, right? That was too good. Nice use of the overhead. Number four, Maxine Cressy, second round, Winston-Salem. Yeah, this was so interesting. Super impressed by Max Cressy's ground strokes and how much they've improved over the last year. You can see him in a nice forehand on the run here at a, a pretty important moment of the set. So great effort from him. Nice to see him playing so well before the Open as well. Great reach. Up the line, pretty winner there. Number three, Dominic Team. Nick, of course, known for that one-handed backhand. Mostly the drive, but how about the slice? Yeah, normally he's coming over that one, but look at that. Just sneaking it in there. Almost like a, it looked like it was kind of going to go around the net post. That was just so clean from Dominic Team. Great defense. J.J. Wolf couldn't believe it. Beautifully done there. He won that match, did Dominic Team. Number two. Koratem Mutet in U.S. Open qualifying first round. We saw an overhead lob. Check out this tweener. Yeah, this was awesome. I love watching qualifying of slams. You get these types of points all the time. Players are fighting for it like crazy. Mutet with insane hands to hit a tweener lob on this one. So impressive. Tough spot for it. Full speed. Not easy to get that kind of height on the ball from the tweener. And it's a winner. And number one, back to Winston-Salem, it's BVZ. 
Yeah, the two Dutchmen going at it. Great friends are these two. And I'm sure Talon Griegsmore looked at BBZ Van de and said, no way, I've never seen you hit that shot in your life. <laughs> but what a squash right in the corner. And his end scope is on the move. All right, our best of the best. And we can expect a lot more highlights like that for the U.S. Open. Of course, coverage on Tennis Channel starts at 9 a.m. Monday morning. And I know it's going to be an exciting couple weeks here for all American tennis fans. CCs, we get set for the Open. Yeah, this is so exciting. I think it's the best time of year. Nick and I can definitely attest to that <laughs> as players, and I'm sure for tennis fans as well. We love seeing our home slam. There's such great energy in New York, so we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, and it looks like the weather's going to be perfect. No rain in the forecast, over 80 degrees, so everyone come out. Just make it crazy at the U.S. Open this year. Let's have a lot of fun with it. You know, we saw some hot shots from this week, but uh, one of our favorite shots from the Open last year, a look back. This is Jensen Brooksby against Taylor Fritz. And maybe we'll see some of this from the Americans. Yeah, this was, oh my gosh, so crazy. I remember watching this live. Brooksby was going nuts. This is kind of when he burst on the scene last year. Such a good match, match against Taylor and really showcasing how incredible his hands are. I mean, that's such a tough shot to hit. Yeah, Brooksby oh is God. so athletic. As you said, no one really knew about him at this point. He was just kind of coming on the scene. But we all know who Jensen Brooksby is now, and he'll be making a big, deep run at the U.S. Open. That's for sure. He loves the energy. You know, every U.S. Open has a bit of a special flavor, right? I remember the Jimmy Connors run from the early 90s. This is clearly CC going to be the one people remember for Serena. 100%. I mean, such a special moment and just perfect that she's going out in her home slam as well. They're going to give her the best send-off ever. It's so exciting. We got the news today that she's playing doubles with Venus. We're fingers crossed that they're going to put them on Ash. Can't <laughs> wait to see it, but excited to see both her singles and doubles this week. No, absolutely. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Serena Williams, she's she's popcorn. Every time that she plays, she hits the ball so big, so much fun to watch. She's done everything there is to do in tennis. So as players, I mean, we just can't say enough of too many thank yous to Serena Williams and Venus Williams for everything they've done. She's always on the practice court at 9 a.m. or even 8 a.m. at the U.S. Open. She's the first one out there every single morning. You know exactly what court she's going to be on, that little side court on the practice courts, one through four. And she just works so hard throughout her career. She deserves everything she's gotten, and it's going to be so much fun to watch her. All right, it really is the U.S. Open. Two of the best weeks of the year for American tennis fans. Should be a lot of fun. Okay, we got winners from you guys. I guess on the, on the men's side, CeCe, you got to pick? I'm picking Medvedev on the men's side and uh, women's side, Halep. Halep, you, mm -hmm. you gave it. One All right, more. Well, then I'm, well, then I'm going with Rafa over Medvedev. <laughs> I mean, if you go Medvedev, I'm going with Rafa we'll then. <laughs> All right, I like, I like Medvedev and I like Halep as well. It all starts 9 o'clock Eastern time, TC Live at the U.S. Open. Can't wait to see you then. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your weekend. Get yourself set for two weeks of Grand Slam action on the hard coats. Carts of the Billie Jean National Tennis Center. Have a great tennis Saturday. We'll see you in New York on Monday.